can't even explain what, what was going through my mind. I was just extreme joy. Didn't even know where to go. But, it, I mean, just it's so excitement, man. I'm so proud of the team, so proud of the guys. And to battle to the very end, I mean, that's that was a microcosm of our season. I said it. I and mean, everybody came together and we were able to get the win. Patrick Mahomes. Hey, if Super Kermit Washington, I'm sorry, if Kermit the Frog was Todd Graham, what, what are you looking at me for, Ferret? You invented the malaprop. <laughs> that was just the funny, that was a funny. Kermit the Frog meets Todd Graham. I'm so proud of my guys. <laughs> they got great character. I said this to you off the air, one of my mm. goals for the uh, offseason. They got to master I'm, that? I'm going to work on a Patrick right, Mahomes good. impression. Good. Uh, he is the Super Bowl MVP, three Super Bowl titles on his resume, and just six years as a starting quarterback. Here to talk about all of it with us. NFL analyst, our very own Lorenzo Alexander, joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Zo, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning. Doing well. Um, about to be headed home in a couple hours here. Was able to be out in Vegas all week and catch up with guys and obviously watch the game in person last night. So it's been good. Yeah, we kind of broke it down early in the show today. Um, I thought the first half, eh. Third quarter, yeah. Fourth, fourth quarter in overtime, very entertaining. Obviously, uh, that is hilarious to me, and because I heard fans say the same thing. I, I, the first half, it was a great defensive performance. It I was. mean, I know people want to see points, but if you just watch the intricacies of just what they were doing and corner play, the defensive line play, the 49ers really stepping up and being able to pressure Pat without having the blitzing. It was just really cool to see and watch. I mean, especially even with Pancheco, we thought what he was going to be able to do. With CMC, we thought what he was going to be able to do early in the game. The, those defenses were playing really well. And so I enjoyed it. I know it was meh because it wasn't a ton of points, but I, I definitely enjoyed it from my perspective. All right, so as a guy who competed against Tom Brady, what are your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes? Where is he at in the Pantheon? I mean, he's up there. I mean, obviously, he hasn't played as long as, as uh, Brady quite yet. But the dude is, he, he is him, you know, as a young kid, say, right? And uh, he's been able to um, put teams on his back and, and um, obviously will them to win in every situation. He is the type of guy, just like Brady, that you have to beat. You can't give him an opportunity to beat you because nine times out of ten, if it's not ten out of ten, uh, he's going to beat you, and I and I and obviously I've seen him more than 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 most just because of the, my Bills connection and watching him there as well and what he's been able to do against them every year every, every single year in the playoffs. So um, top notch. If he retired today, like I was telling my wife last night, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, and so he's he is that guy right now, and it, and it's really cool to watch and watch him play because he didn't play well in the first half. Yeah, but when it went when when it when it was time right that fourth quarter when money was on the line. Um, he just w- went lights out, was very decisive with the ball, got it out, throwing to the guys that, you know, had dropped balls in, throughout the season, but he trusts them, and that's what great leadership does and putting balls in place, and, and those guys stood up for him, and they won the game, so it was fun to watch. Lorenzo Alexander, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line, you mentioned it, didn't play well in the first half, came around in the second half. Bick and I were talking about this earlier. I think Patrick Mahomes' turnaround in the second half also had to do with Andy Reid as a play caller finding his footing in the second half, finding a comfort level that I don't think Kyle Shanahan ever really did. They looked way more uncomfortable offensively in the second half. How would you break down the the difference between the coaches and the philosophies, especially from a play calling standpoint? Well, from a from the Kansas City Chiefs standpoint, defensively, they started lighting up Purdy. Um, and, and I think in the first half, Purdy was a lot more comfortable in the pocket, was able to sit back, kind of get his reads, and, and find guys open. 
the the second half, the Chiefs started lighting him up. They weren't going to allow him to dictate to the game. They're going to dictate to him. And I think because of that, he he became a little bit more erratic. Even though I think he found his footing when 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 it was on the line and put his team in a position to give a chance to win. Um, as far as Andy Reid, um, I would think the same thing because. They got Travis Kelsey involved, right? He had, I think, 92 of his 93 yards in the second half, right? And I yes. think that gave them some stability. Uh, but those turnovers hurt him. You know, you had a turnover backed up. You had a turnover about to go in and score from Pacheco. And so they never was able to really find their rhythm. Um, and that 49ers defensive line, which they haven't done all all year, or not all year, but since they got chased and the expectations we've had, hadn't really performed until last night. I think they had like, it felt like they had like four or five sacks in the first half. I know it wasn't quite that many, but their pressure rate was a lot higher, and so they just bothered the Chiefs. In the second half, I think they started chipping more, doing some max protections, which really kind of got those rushers off Kelter that allowed um, Pat Mahomes to kind of get into rhythm and find people like he like he did. Yeah. All right, Chiefs fans are I'm sorry, 49er fans have a lot of things to 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 kind of not be happy about uh, the play calling. Like you pointed out, they came after they blitz Brock pretty like crazy, just like they did Lamar Jackson, and they didn't have screens ready. The decision to take the ball first in overtime. Um, it's Kyle Shanahan's kind of wearing that. What I'm getting around to is, as a team now that has lost two Super Bowls in which they've led by 10 or more points, how difficult is it going to be for the 49ers to strap it back up and get back after it next year? Um, I think it's going to be hard at all because, I mean, if most of those guys are coming back and you know they've done a great job building a roster, I mean, that's a, a, a nasty taste in your mouth that you have to sit around with, and that's motivation, mm-hmm. which is going to lock you back in, be disciplined. Now, the process of actually doing it is going to be extremely difficult, but that's for every single team in the NFL. But from a, a mindset standpoint, it's not like they're exhausted and I'm tired. Right now, I'm pretty sure guys are pissed off and ready. Like, Man, when do we when do we get back? When can I start working out? Um, because they because that is like the ultimate goal. And you know, kind of full disclosure for me, the Super Bowl is probably one of the only games that when I still go to, I feel a certain type of way about it because I never accomplished it. Wow. And so I get real, I get some anxiety around being there. You know, I'm not quite want to be in that space because I I know I can't go out there and do it. But so for those guys that still have that opportunity to achieve that, I, I already know guys are trying to figure out right now how can we get better where can I go right now to start working out so that next year we get over the hump I, you know I make the big play that stops Tom Brady or Tom Brady uh, Pat Mahomes from winning this game so I'd love to get your thoughts too because you just mentioned your experience and it's not necessarily always a great experience being around the Super Bowl but how did you take in Vegas as a Super Bowl city I've heard they do big events pretty well there <laughs> yeah yeah they I mean you it, it does great job as far as hosting uh, uh an event the size of the Super Bowl because it's massive in itself I mean every hotel has a convention center in it so you never feel like it's it overwhelms the city like you can do in other mm-hmm. places um, so I thought it logistically was cool. I think the only issue is because each hotel feels like its own city. Sometimes it's hard to kind of navigate through a hotel. But other than that, oh, I mean, I thought it went off really well. Uh, got to see a lot of 
great people coming back, a lot of great events that we're, we're able to participate in. Um, and once again, you know, obviously it was culminated with a, with a great game at the end of the week. So it, it went well, and I didn't hear too many things about guys getting in trouble. And I think that was probably always the biggest thing that you worry about when you come to a city like Las Vegas. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember the NBA All-Star game back in the day right, when they decided yes, to have it there. Yes. And it didn't go so well that first time around. No, <laughs> no. and this Super Bowl had nothing on that All-Star game because yeah. I was I was actually in town for that one. Wow. Yeah. Zoe, great to catch up with you. Thanks for the insight. Safe travels back home.